Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hi, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. In this episode, we're going to have a discussion that relates to kind of planning and tax. And the name of this podcast is why I need to be organized or do I need to be organized? And there are both a lot of reasons why both during life and at death that organization really helps and not just for the next generation who takes over your loved ones. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why during life it makes sense to be organized. So let me start with a quick story. Uh, and this is a true story. And it's close to home because my wife is currently um, appointed executor and trustee of her 90-something-year-old cousin's uh, estate. And he passed away this past April 2021. Uh, Very, very bright person, PhD, um, uh, never married, no children, um, and at the time of his death lived in an assisted living, um, but still owned a co-op. Uh, in New York City. Now, here's the issues, right? So you pass away, you would think very bright, organized, not much the case. So um, money all over the place, accounts, he had trust, he had partially funded, co-op, bank accounts, not in the trust, other accounts in the trust, okay? So you got half the planning done. you, uh, he was taken out of his co-op by ambulance in 2012 approximately. Uh, we are not aware of anybody having gone back into his house since then. And we do not have access because uh, my wife's not appointed yet by the courts. So we have that issue. We don't have access to all the money. Um, and we have tax returns that hadn't been filed for years and years. Now we're trying to, they've been filed and we're waiting for closing. And so we can't distribute any money until the IRS settles and the state says, okay, you're all done. So let's start at the beginning. Why does it pay to be organized? In general, in life, why does it pay? It makes your life easier. Um, it Making sure all your taxes are filed on time, making sure that all bills are paid, um, When it comes to refinancing, those of you who have refinanced understand you have to gather documents. Imagine if everything is organized and in one place and you have access to those. Refinancing does not have to be a task. It could be uh, half an hour of your time gathering documents. And in today's world where everything's digital, it's so easy to upload documents, fill out a questionnaire online. There's no long eight, 10 page paper applications anymore. So things become a lot easier. But more important, at death, we, we typically think, okay, I die, I'm gone, who cares, right? But here's the problem. Number one, if you're not organized, you can lose assets. Back to the story uh, with my wife um, in doing this, uh, we found that there's accounts that we didn't have statements on. We did, you know, and now all of a sudden we're realizing there's bank accounts and IRAs at a bank that we didn't know. Right? And we did that because looking at prior year's returns and 1099s, you realize, well, I don't even have this information. And again, not in trust, therefore no access at this point. It's now holding up filing tax returns for the current 2020 year. Um, by 
being organized, obviously you make it easier for the executor, the executrix at your death to know what assets you have and gather those assets and then make distribution. If you have assets in trust, the trustee needs to know where all the assets are, right? So you can appoint somebody a successor trustee to your trust, but if your assets are all over the place and this trustee doesn't know, that trustee takes over and now the trustee is like, well, do I have all the assets? Do I have all the statements? Some things are digital today, so you don't get a statement. Do I know I have all the assets? So making sure that even if you, that, that you list all your assets out, that somewhere if you, have a, um, if you have a trust, that you have a list of assets that that trust owns. So upon your death, somebody knows where everything is. If you have a safety deposit box, making sure that you have that noted, so upon your death. Um, also, the ability to access assets quicker. Right? We have stories about, uh, and in this case, my wife was, a, you know, he died in April and my wife's cousin still doesn't have access. The courts are backed up and therefore she has not been appointed. So we have no access to any bank accounts, IRAs, uh, the uh, co-op in New York. Uh, we have no access. And of course, people want their bills paid and people, but we le legitimately have no access. And these companies really don't have any, they have a claim against the estate, but they can't force bankruptcy. They can't, I mean, there's no one legally that has the right to write a check. And that is the issue you run into. So organization is key. So how can you avoid, what you wanna do is avoid probate, right? So if things are in trust, the trustee takes over. That's a much quicker process. So if you're a trustee of your own trust, you pass away, you have successor trustees. Typically what's required is for the successor trustee to accept the position. And it's typically done with a document um, that's either drawn up by an attorney or the successor trustee themselves can draw up a document that says, this person is deceased, I am now the successor trustee and I'm accepting the position. Once you have that and you have the death certificate and the trust, you are now trustee, right? End of story, here you go. You can go in and say, hey, this bank account, which was in the name of the trust, this brokerage account, which is in the name of the trust, I'm now in charge of it, I'm trustee. I now have access to it. Right? It doesn't require the court to appoint you. Um, so things like that. So much quicker access when things are in trust and you have successor trustees. What you wanna try to avoid is probate because that requires the appointment by the court of you as executor, executrix, or the person who uh, you appoint. Uh, if you're not, you know, if, if, if you're not appointed by somebody else, you appoint people in your will that says, this is the person I want to be my executor. That person needs to be appointed by the court system. Obviously, COVID-19 has backed things up, but in general, it's still a couple month process to be appointed. There's a, a window, depending on the state, where creditors can make a claim. A lot of states it's nine months, some states it's 12 months, where you can't make distribution. You can manage the assets, but you can sell assets, you can sell real estate, but you actually can't make distribution to beneficiaries for that period of time while creditors have a claim. A little different with trusts, right? That assets are in the trust, um, so it's a little different when you're dealing with trusts. So how do you avoid probate? You can have a payable on death account. You can have beneficiaries like IRAs, life insurance that have beneficiaries. Um, you know, what you don't wanna do is if, you, if the beneficiary of your IRA is your estate, the problem is the executor can't do anything still because they're not appointed as the receiving end to go get it. 
So the IRA says the estate, but the, there's no one running the estate yet. So that's the downside to having your estate as beneficiary of, let's say, an IRA. Um, joint accounts help. And I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, especially when uh, for, you know, you have a couple, one person passes. So now this person has a bank account and it's in their personal name. So what a lot of times we do is talk about adding a family member on as a joint account holder. And that way upon death, they produce the death certificate. Uh, number one, it could be if it's joint with the right of survivorship, you don't even need a death certificate because a joint account allows both people to access it immediately. It's right, you can get in, done. Payable upon death just requires the death certificate and then say, hey, this is now my money uh, and we're not waiting for the court system. So those are ways around um, getting access to these funds quicker uh, for funeral expenses and other things like that. Uh, the trustee uh, can access it pretty quickly uh, as opposed to if it's in the estate. Uh, consolidation, that's the key here. Consolidate, don't have 10, 12, 15 bank accounts, right? With, you know, a little money in each. What is it doing for you, number one? Um, uh, you know, it's actually more risky by having all those accounts. Why? We think that the risk is in, I have banks, I have money at 10 different banks in case a bank goes out of business. Look, Banks don't go out of business. Big banks have never gone out of business. They get taken over and they continue on. That shouldn't be the issue. The issue is if you have too many banks and the money's all over the place, when you die, somebody may miss things, right? And, and you can go online to every state that has uh, unclaimed assets. And we have found people that we know have assets they didn't know about, right? And, and in this case, my wife's cousin had tons of accounts. This was before he passed. My wife found them and actually told him and the attorney and they were working on gathering these assets. He did not know he had because he used to go down, up and down the streets in New York and open up bank accounts. You know, they'd give you a gift, you open up a bank account and he had bank accounts everywhere. And then you, re, you forget. And he got old, forgot, and he had money in all these different places and didn't know. And that's key to making sure you consolidate your assets. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is this, you know, not only monetary, but what about non-monetary? So passwords, you have online access. Do you have a list of passwords? Keep that list current, put it in a place where your executor or trustee may know where that list is. Um, there are digital password managers if you're adept enough at using those and make sure that your executor or your trustee has your master password. So they would be able to get in to find your password passwords. Um, the biggest issue is who do I call? Make it easy for the loved ones, right? So if you consolidate or at least you tell, in our case, we deal with clients and we tell them, hey, look, if you pass whatever, make sure that your children, your executor, your trustees know who to call. Call us. And if we have a list of all your assets and we've created balance sheets through the financial planning process, then we know where your assets are, we know where to go, and we hopefully do not have anything missing. We could keep your list of passwords in a secure site, use our share file system, and that way you could keep uploading it, it's current, and if you pass, somebody would know where to go to get that. And then there's this other thing that you could call this, you know, go binder, death binder, where you maybe keep a written binder with a list of everything. Here's a, a copy of all my life insurance policies. Here's a copy and it's in a binder and your executor knows where it is. You can make it digital. 
you could make it actual handwritten. And if somebody dies, they know, go to that binder. It has a list of my attorney. The, 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 it has a list of the funeral home. It has a list of my prepayment. I paid for my funeral. Don't let them try to take advantage of you and say, I didn't. Here's a copy of the invoice. And those are the type of stuff that you need to be consolidated, very organized. So this is very key for people. And I think that as you move forward and you do your financial planning, this is part of it, right? We call it life planning and then we call it estate planning and it's all gonna be combined. So uh, I hope you appreciated some of this, uh, some of the things to think about why it's important to be organized. We would be more than happy to talk to you more about this. It's part of our financial planning process that we do at BWFA. And uh, if you have any questions, please give us a call. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.